Hello and welcome to Maggie's Running Podcast. I'm Maggie Cooper and I'm joined by my husband Peter. Yes, hello. So um, this is a running podcast, as people know, if you've listened. Well, you might not know if you haven't listened. You might think it's it's a... It's a running podcast in the same way as you have a running joke, isn't it? It might be that it's an injured runner's podcast (laughs) uh, for some time. It keeps on coming back whether you like it or not. No, (laughs) in that the athletes on the uh, aforementioned podcast are injured quite a lot of the time well not necessarily injured i have been ill quite a lot during the time that we've been doing this podcast and um, now i've got plantar fasciitis so i should think that i'll be laid off for a few more months but that doesn't mean i have been idle no 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 gentle listener i have not been idle i have been in the gym on the elliptical trainer and um, making it go round and round and listening to podcasts as you do what have you been doing Yes, I've been listening to podcasts as well. What podcasts have you been listening to? Uh, well, this morning I was uh, listening to a fascinating podcast. It's um, uh, a preacher from the Deep South, uh, Adrian Rogers. Right. Uh, who is now dead, but his recording of his sermons live on. And he, uh, he uh, pre- preaches for about 40 minutes. So, so just he, about long enough for you to run to... Yes, but except for this morning, as regular listeners will know, I like to run up and down the town hall steps. I just did that. Oh, did you? Because you, yeah. I had to leave quite yeah, promptly. Yeah, so I, I ran up and down more times, which is quite tiring. Gets the old abdominal muscles tight yes. lifting up your legs. The um, elliptical trainer is funny because it's not really like running, obviously. Well, it isn't running. Um, I feel that I'm going to have very strong thighs, but weak um, sort of, I don't know, whatever it is that you use to push push off with. I'm not, I, those don't, whatever the muscle is, that doesn't seem to be being worked at all. I'm not sure no. how I'm going to work that um, without actually no, pushing uh, off. Yes, the elliptical trainer uses the legs but not really the feet does it because the feet just stay yeah the, i mean that, that's planted good. it's a good thing is i haven't got that impact with the feet but yeah. um it, i mean it, it it uh if i do it yes it, it it does actually aggravate the foot a little little tiny bit but so much much less than running would do that so i think it's it, it's okay i'm going to continue to do that and i'm going to try and, and get back in this pool i don't think i've been to the swimming pool for about a week uh, for one reason or another um so well, I, I think i'll try and do that again but um, on the on the elliptical, I have been listening to um, back episodes of the Marathon Talk podcast. Okay. I, I, I have listened to that podcast since it started. And it started, I don't know, it was a long time ago, six years ago or something. So it's a long, long, mm-hmm. I think that must be an episode 400 or something, maybe somewhere near there. So it's been going for, for a long time. Um, uh, but And I did listen to it a, a lot at the beginning. And then there's been a period where I hadn't listened to it. So I've got lots of back episodes that I haven't listened to. Or maybe my computer thinks I haven't listened to. I, might, I think I, I have listened to um, some of them already. Like the one I listened to, to today was about Two Oceans, which is a like an ultra uh, race in um, South Africa. So that sounds really great. This is a brilliant race to run in, um, but it's a bit of a long way to go for a, a race. And a bit long way to run, actually, as well. I think it was um, 56 kilometres, yeah. So that was uh, 35 miles, I think. Um, that's a long, long way. But one of the other ones I was listening to was by this, um, well, they interviewed this guy called Grant Schofield. And he um, is um, he's a professor in a university. And he said, he was talking about um, diet, diets and, and nutrition, basically. And 
he, um, like me, uh, you know, had always thought, um, if you want to lose weight, I mean, sorry, it's, it's straightforward, isn't it? You eat less and you exercise more. It's, mm-hmm. it's simple. And I think that, you know, there, there is something in that. That's not, that's not completely untrue. But he said it's not just about that. It's very much about what you eat. I mean, I don't want to lo- lose weight particularly. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not exactly overweight. But... Um, uh, what, what, he, what he was talking about there was changing the diet so that it was low in um, carbohydrates and high in fat. So you cut out a lot of the carbohydrates and replace those with fat. And uh, that's interesting. But, um, you know, in terms of weight loss, that, then it was an interesting concept. But the thing that struck me particularly when he was talking about it was the fact that, um, you know, if you get ill a lot... Um, you know, it maybe improve your immunity. Maybe just not getting enough fat in your diet, and uh, could improve your immunity. And I and I thought, you know, I've gone through these cycles of um, running where I've I've got quite fit. I've done you know good intensity training, and then I've got ill, and then I've had then I've had to um, you know, and it's taken me a long, long time to recover. And then I've um, you know then I've got better again, and I've been unfit, and I've got fit again, and then the same things happened again. I mean, it just goes, it's, it's, it's just repeated, repeated um, over and over again. Um, and I thought, you know what? I wonder whether that there's something in what he says. You know, I have I grew, grew up eating biscuits, basically. Right. Yes. I mean, you 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 were you were lucky. I mean, not that my mum didn't care, but my mum was a single mum, and she had to look after four children. And she, um, you know, when we came home from school, you know, you fended for yourself. Uh, you could have bread if you wanted, or there was some sometimes some cake, um, or there was biscuits, and that was about it. That was all there really was to eat. And I didn't really like bread, so I just ate biscuits. You know. You know, every day come home from school and just ate biscuits. So um, I've sort of been brought up on a diet which is very high in carbohydrates, particularly sugar. Um, and although um, I try to eat, you know, I would say I have a relatively healthy diet. I um, still think that I eat far too much carbohydrate, particularly sugar. So you know, I'll go to work and I'll and I'll and I'll have some breakfast cereal or porridge or something like that um, in the morning with maybe some syrup or something like that on. And then I'll go to work and I'll take with me some some cake or some buns, have my mid morning snack, and then I'll have my lunch and I'll have some more cake or something, you know, for uh, as a dessert sort of thing for that. And you know, and, and and so the day goes on that I just eat quite a lot of of carbohydrates. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to try to do some of what he what he says um, in the book, which is to say substitute substitute a lot of the carbohydrate for for fat um, to any just try to eat a lot more healthily. Um, but I mean, I don't know what you, you think about his his theory because you know, he says uh, that you know you should not eat. Um, bread and rice and pasta because they're very refined um but you know i thought bread i mean you couldn't you couldn't really have anything much more simple than bread i mean bread's been around since you know biblical times yes so how 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 is that so highly refined i don't i didn't really get that well well uh, certain types of bread are highly refined you know the the um the white bread you, you can get bread that isn't refined, but the standard white bread, uh, they, um, you know, they make it look white. They do something to it. But is that the else. white? Is that the white flour, the white bread flour that they do stuff to? Or I guess it's the flour that they do it to. 
I mean, people say that it's bleached. It's not actually bleach. They do, no. they do something to it to make it white. And But lately, people have been reintroducing healthier breads. And the whites, you know, the, the expensive white bread, I think, isn't that refined. But uh, there was, you know, if you go back in from the 60s to the 80s, the, the, it, you know, all that white bread yes. that people ate, that was refined. So maybe that's what he's talking about, the, the cheap white bread. I, I don't know, because, I mean, yeah, but he's also talks about pasta. And again, pasta to me doesn't seem to be that, that refined. Well, it's, uh, I, uh, I'm not uh, convinced... Well, I wasn't convinced that you needed to necessarily cut out that. See, I think that there's a lot in what he says. You know, sugar isn't something that was naturally in our diet. You know, if you wanted sugar, you you know, you, you okay, there's beet, um, there's the the root, um, the sugar beet, um, or there's honey. So those things are there, but they weren't like readily accessible. People wouldn't have eaten anywhere near as much sugar as what we, no, we no, do nowadays. True, yes, um, and indeed, the, well, certainly the diets in Britain, maybe it's a Northern Europe thing, it was high in protein and fats, wasn't it? Yes, I mean, it used to be. I mean, if you think about what people... You know, the, uh, the traditional English breakfast, very high in protein and fat. You know, it was an ideal thing to set you up for the day, really, in yes. many ways. You know, it didn't have any sugar in it. Mm. Um, it was just, it was just yeah, really the, the protein and fat. Yeah, the traditional English breakfast, yes. Uh, I remember reading um, a Charles Dickens story, I can't remember which one it is, uh, in which our hero, not Nicholas Dickleby, but a similar character, he, he, he goes towards London and mm-hmm. he stops off at various places, which are now in London, but at that time were, <laughs> were villages on the way to London. And it describes what he had to eat at each place. And it was just meat. Yeah, they, we did, it was and, very high and in meat. And a drop of ale. Yeah. So so anyway, I, I think that... Um, there's quite a lot in it, so I thought, well, I'm going to at least give it a go just to see, you know, whether my it can improve my health. I don't really, I say, I don't I'm not keen to lose weight particularly, but um, I just want to see if it will help my immunity. So I've I've now um, embarked on this, um, trying to cut down the carbohydrates. Unfortunately, I still have to cook for the rest of the family, mm-hmm. so um, I, I'm worried the rest of the family are going to come become very. Um, very fat because um, they'll have uh, both high carb and high fat in their <laughs> in yes. their diet, um, and and then uh, that's a well, that's the road to ruin. The kids are hungry all the time at the moment. That's all going through. Growth I think spurts. they're all growing. I don't yeah. think that's because I'm not feeding them. Properly. No, no, I don't think it's that. But uh, yeah, they. they I don't think that they'll be harmed by some extra calories. Well, the um, the book that I uh, was that I read anyway by this guy and a few others called is called What the Fat, but it's only available on Kindle as far as I could find. I think that there are paper copies. I think it's published in New Zealand. So if you happen to be listening in New Zealand, you might be able to pick up a copy. Um, but I, I thought it had some I thought it had some good points in it, and I thought it was, it was very interesting. I thought the whole concept of the fact that you know when you eat carbohydrates, your body produces insulin, and then that just converts it to to fat, so, which so it's essentially the same. So uh, whereas you eat fat, then your body learns to burn off the fat, um, which is better, you know. So it gives you know you you can you can be in a sort of more of a starved state and still have energy whereas your your body's not used to burning the fat then you need a you need a a, a burst of a carbohydrate in order to give you the energy um and, I, and the other thing that i was thinking was just from a running point of view was about the marathon you know whenever i've run a marathon i've really suffered um from say mile 17 onwards uh with the lack of energy 
And I think that that's because my body is not very well attuned to burning fat. So I, I'm wondering whether, you know, so it's twofold for me. I want to see whether it will help my immunity. And secondly, I'm interested to see, you know, if I were to run a marathon, would I be not in a position where I'm not feeling that completely, not been able to run any any further from 17 miles onwards or gradually slowing down is what actually happens in, in reality. So um, anyway, I think it's interesting. Um, and um, I was sort of also sort of sparked into doing it by a friend, another friend of mine who's in London, who's a kind of a nutritionist. And she, um, she does like personal trainer type things as well. And she had cut out sugar from her diet as well. So um, she was um, doing something similar to, to what I was, I was thinking. So for the time being, I'm trying to stick quite closely to the, what the book says. But I think that I probably will end up eating, you know, introduce more carbohydrates, which I think are more natural carbohydrates, like more like potatoes and stuff like that um, as, as time goes on. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Mm, yeah. If you've got any comments, I'll be interested to, to hear them. But um, for now, thanks for listening and uh, hope you tune in again next week. Bye for now. Bye.